Hey everyone, this is Mike Flanagan, and on this episode of the Inside Bowling Show, we welcome Fox PBA broadcast announcer Rob Stone. Rob cut his teeth by being a production assistant on SportsCenter during the glory days, and has worked his way up to become one of the top lead set anchors in sports. On this show, we surprise Rob about three quarters of the way through with special guest Randy Peterson. We're sure you're going to love this one. This show, if you found it by now, is broadcast live on Facebook and YouTube, and you should head over to those accounts by searching Inside Bowling to watch the program and check our schedule for future episodes. If you're enjoying our show, do us a favor and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. It would mean a great deal to Matt and I. If you really like what we're doing, head over to InsideBowling.com and you can save 15% off our store with coupon code IBSHOW. Elements from today's show were intended for both video and audio. We apologize if at some point in the show you can't follow along. This is a great reminder that all of our shows are archived on our YouTube channel. So here we are, episode 21, our interview with Rob Stone and joined later by Randy Peterson. Monday, everybody. Mike and Matt back with you on the 21st edition of the Inside Bowling Show. We'd like to welcome you back. And uh, Matt, happy Mother's Day, brother. We had a Mother's Day over the weekend. Did you have a good one? Yeah, sure did, man. Got to spend some quality time with my mom and my family. And uh, it was just overall, it was a great day. It was beautiful weather out here. And uh, it, was, it was an enjoyable day. Mother's Day means uh, it's a lot different for me these days, losing my mother. Um, just over a year ago and that's tough for anybody that's had to go through that losing a mom and not being able to celebrate mother's day so to those of you that are still fortunate enough to have your mothers out there hope you had a great day even though it's probably been the most unique and um, weirdest mother's day you may have ever encountered but hopefully you had a good one uh we actually had a, a zoom call family um call with kim's family and her mother yesterday which was pretty cool and it was her brother's birthday so shout out to her brother dan and her mother, Kathy. So we had a great day celebrating Mother's Day virtually. Uh, on Friday's show, we had Danny Wiseman on. We talked about his relationship with his mother. And we want to thank Danny again for uh, being on our program. We had a lot of people uh, listen to that one and download it on uh, Apple Podcast, Google Play Store, and as well as Spotify, where all of our episodes are archived on. Uh, also on Sunday, I want to talk a little bit about this USBC show that I was on, Matt. It was a uh, it was a great show. We had Frank DeSocio on, and I really enjoyed my time over there in the conversation, getting to know Frank DeSocio. Uh, that that program over there, I feel, was the best show that we've done yet. Um, I really enjoyed talking things over with Frank. Um, yeah, it's it's always uh, it's really cool to learn the ins and outs and all the work that goes into all these big grand ideas that um, are eventually executed in the bowling industry. So it's always cool to hear from guys like Frank and um, to hear some 
So maybe uh, out of left field questions from yours truly, Mike Flanagan. So it's always good to see you out there, buddy. And uh, it's always cool to, to see those shows um, and, and learn more about the industry. Yeah, it's a blessing to be uh, over there, and you're you're in a new location again. Are you back at Are you back at Grandma's house there? Yeah, back at back in Grandma's house. We're doing some more cleaning out here, and uh, and I, I hung up some art for the show, so we didn't have this just plain Jane wall behind me. But uh, it's actually nice. It's it's uh, you know we've got we're hardwired hooked into the internet, so hopefully we have no internet trouble. We've Mike, I gotta say, man, we've grown a lot. We've grown a lot. This is episode 21. Over the course of 20 episodes, we've gone through a lot. Maybe if we had like top-notch production, we could insert some clips here of like all the struggles um, and trials and tribulations that we've gone through over the course of the last 20 episodes. But I've, ha- I've had a blast, man. We've got another 19 to go after this, and um, I'm excited, man, and I'm really, I really am excited. Yeah, we don't know what the future of the of the show holds after after we get to forty, but uh, but that is that is our number. So we are. This is Hump Day. This is getting over the hill here. This yep. is fortieth birthday, so to speak. Uh, I guess it would be, and we've got a big week in store for us tomorrow. We got the guys from Bull DMC, Mikey, and 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 uh, and and the more uh, polished Tang, Darren Tang, the the bowler that's been absolutely on fire this year, and Chris Vi. Uh, so those guys will be on Tuesday, Brad and Kyle on Wednesday, Thursday, we're going to talk things over and we're going to really get a, a, an interesting perspective from a bowling center standpoint from Robbie Spigner and Michael Fagan on Thursday, as well as we'll take a, a, a roll down uh, memory lane with uh, both of their bowling careers, I'm sure. And then on Friday, we got coach Shady on and we're going to talk about our endeavors there and get some tips and help people bowl better. So we got a big week, but today we have Rob Stone on, but before we get to Rob, we do have our Bowler X poll question from Friday to update everybody on. Matt, if you could uh, bring up our poll question from Friday. Uh, looks like uh, here's our Bowler X uh, Inside Bowling Show poll question. If you needed to make a spare to win your first professional title, which of these spares would you rather shoot? The bucket or the 3, 6, 9, 10, or 2, 4, 7, 8 for a left-hander? And I believe I said on the show, Matt, that it would be 66%, 33% probably would be the bucket. And there I am again being <laughs> more time. Yeah. And uh, I think, I think I did. I think what I did was I picked spares that I know are tricky spares in bowling spares that you just, you don't want to shoot, right? Like nobody really wants to shoot a bucket. No one wants to shoot a three, six, nine, ten type combination. Um, there is a website out there. There's a gentleman that, that went back and analyzed like 500,000 frames of bowling data. And he's got all the spare percentages up online. And probably what I should have done is I should have gone and picked spares that were a little bit more are a little bit closer in difficulty range. I think the three, six, nine, ten is about like 62%. And I think that the bucket's about like 75%. So I, I do see, I do see why, you know, obviously people should pick the bucket because statistically speaking, it is easier. Um, but you never know. I think lane conditions and all that good stuff comes into it as well. So I, I think it was an interesting question nonetheless, but of course you're right once again. I am. And uh, what do we have for today's two options for me for today's poll question? So, Mike, uh, today we've got we've got two two interesting options here. All right. I'm building off of last week's poll question on Friday with these, um, you know, these if you needed something, who would you pick or what would you pick? And so the first one for this week is if you needed a mark in the 10th frame to win a professional title, who would you pick to go and throw that frame for you? Would you pick Walter Ray, Norm Duke, Jason Belmonte? Or Pete Weber. Hmm, that's a good one. Good okay. choices. Who'd you pick out of those four? Okay. And now this one is related to our, our incredible guest, Rob Stone, today. What do you think Rob Stone's highest bowling game is? Less than 150, 151 to 175, 176 to 200, 
or over 200. Great. And uh, we just got to make sure that our guest backstage doesn't give that one away. Let the poll question breathe for 24 hours, but I'm sure you already knew that. And I, I say we pick that one because that, that All right. unique to our guest. And last week when we had Kimberly Pressler on and we said who would win in a, in a beauty pageant amongst men on the PBA tour that went over really well. And Kimberly really liked that as well. So uh, I say we go there with that one. We got Gray from the ringing tent coming off the top row, 129. I think his high score is way, way higher than 129. Uh, but we've got some cool answers coming in here, 176, 200, early poll answers. So make sure if you guys want to take part in this poll, head over to Twitter, find us on Twitter at Inside Bowling, vote, share it with your friends, let us know what you think. Um, and then tomorrow we'll have the answer and we'll go over it for you. Yeah, and don't forget, uh, if you want to support the program, you can head over to InsideBowling.com and save 15% with coupon code IBSHOW. So with no further ado, I think it's time to get to the the person that everybody here wants to hear from and not us. We do appreciate everybody tuning in on this Monday. But I think uh, we should bring in, you know, Matt is in New York. I am in Ogden, Utah, and it's just amazing with technology what we can do. Coming in from Los Angeles, California, a suburb, uh, Rob Stone. Welcome to the program, Rob. Nice to have you with us. Rob, are you there? okay so right, we're gonna bring rob down there yeah so, um, yeah rob. <laughs> how do i let him know uh, ready to go hey rob are you there buddy uh his ear pods are connected to his phone right now it looks like. um, uh, what do you think he's watching I don't I'm sure it's something that's uh, work related right now as he's trying to figure it out. But he does have a nice mic there and he, oh. is, uh, he does look great right now on on uh, on the screen. So yeah. hold him five to seven minutes. He must have really got enthralled here. Well, we'll we'll uh, are you going to send him a note or. Yeah, he just sent us a note in the chat and said, uh, I can't hear you guys. That's normal. Right. And I think that's because he's got his AirPods connected to your phone. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we'll work on that. Uh, the funny thing is, is we'll give people some show prep here. You know, we met with Rob this morning. He's he was on earlier than any other guest that we've ever had, and he switched locations to make sure that we had the best uh, internet signal and everything was working great. Uh, he's prepared himself and nourished himself with plenty of liquids, and he's ready to go today. Let his kids know they need to get off the internet. Don't stream any Xbox games. Totally prepared. And then in, in, in live television here, this is exactly what happens on the internet. So, uh, yeah, we got Aaron Smith tuning in, talking about how he's a WWE champion, uh, at least 225. Okay, let's see. Let's see if uh, let's see if we got him back. Rob, can you hear us? Almost. Almost. He, yeah, we got we to keep an eye out for when he's looking at the screen so he'll see himself. Hold on. Hold on. Let's try it. Rob? You know, AirPods, you know, I have to use these wired pods right here because yeah. my pods do not work with this platform. It just, it just, they just don't work. Well. Yeah. Maybe we got to suggest that. Hold on. Let's try it again. Hey, Rob. Nope. Not yet. Tune in, tune in. He's going to take him out now. Oh, he's, he's, he's pulling an audible. Talking to me. Yeah. Yeah, we are. There he <laughs> is though. We, maybe we could, uh, we could ask his questions in the chat. Yes, let's do that. Yeah. And then he could just read it. It's kind of similar. Last week we had we had the most people ever on the show at one time. Um, the guys from KR. And one of the gentlemen couldn't get his audio to work. He couldn't get his, his his speakers to work at the same time. So we were joking. We were just gonna have a segment of the show where he was gonna give a thumbs up and a thumbs down answer. Yeah, we um, so uh so 
do we want to check in? This is kind of like a peeping Tom situation. Now. It's like, yeah, it's it's like he's not, it's I feel like we're kind of like weathermen reporting on a weather story. And we're like, hey, hey, Rob, Rob, you're down there on the floor. And he's like <laughs> in the middle of a hurricane. He's getting blown around. I know he can hear us right now because he's laughing. So yeah, that, yeah, I got you. I got you. That's yeah, good. He's here. He's here. That's good. That's like good. Today. That's a good parallel. Well, I'm sitting here and I'm like banging out stuff on my phone. I'm like, I can't hear the guys at all. So I send you the note on the little private chat and then all of a sudden there's a bomb and I see my face and I'm like, I'm ripping my ear pods out. I'm turning off my phone. I'm digging for this stupid air traffic control headset. Communication these days. Well, we got a segment later in the program that it sounds like you're really going to need today because you're you're just out of practice right now. Tell, tell us how things are currently right now in the state of the stone uh, household and and what kind of events have you missed out on calling? What's going on with the no? I, we've all we've all missed on stuff, so it's no pity party. Uh, the Stone household is no dream. Uh, we've got four learned homes somewhere upstairs, and I had to kick them out of here because there's a good Wi-Fi signal about eight inches from my laptop right now. So uh, Dad won this battle, but they'll come back and kick my tail a little bit later, I'm sure. So uh, survive in advance, right? Every day is just survive in advance, but I think we see. Um, the last five days, more and more positive signs out there that some hints of normalcy are going to return, um, particularly in the sporting world. And, you know, I was watching, I was watching live tennis yesterday, I think. Uh, it wasn't great quality, but like, oh, it's, it's live. So it's up and running. Um, you know, Fox has got NASCAR, live NASCAR coming literally in a couple days right now. Um, you know, the Bundesliga starts this Saturday and Sunday on Fox Sports. So it, it's coming. It's coming. And, and the baby steps are going to continue. But I think that that baby's growing. It's, they're going to be a little bit more like medium steps. And I, I think bowling is, is well on its way to returning as well, as it should, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Uh, how was your Mother's Day? Uh, what, what does Mother's Day look like? The kids always treat me great on Mother's Day. Um, they look at me and say, Dad, what the hell are we doing? And why are we doing this? And uh, bike rides for no reason and forced to make them cards for mom. And um, it, it was good. My mom, my wife, my mom, my wife loves Mother's Day. Everybody shuts down. We, uh, we, we did the old one gift in a box, but then a lot of little gifts in the box. Um, I live out in the LA area. So some re restaurants are open only like for takeout and, uh, my wife likes vanilla bean cheesecakes. So that's usually kind of like a go-to for a birthday. Like she loves a vanilla. We never have cheesecake in our lives except for her birthday. So went on the app to cheesecake factory and ordered the thing. And I set a pickup time and we did a family bike ride down the street through a couple towns to the cheesecake factory and cars were out, out into the street. The parking lot was full. There's humans everywhere and it was complete chaos to get your cheesecake factory food. Um, and needless to say, a good two and a half to three hours after I was supposed to pick it up, they decided to text me and tell me it was ready. I had, I had long left. Uh, so Mother's Day was dessert free this year. <laughs> and I'm about to be cheesecake factory free for the rest of my life, probably. Well, at Christmas time, they do this deal. If you buy a $25 gift card, you get two e slices of joy. So maybe you could, uh, maybe you could give it back to them. A They're they're going to have to win their love back. Um, you know what? Cheesecake Factory, you want me back? Be a sponsor of the PBA. Then we can talk. 
Oh, I like where this is going. Area. I like where this. I like where. Don't get me going on sponsorship. I'm I'm all fired up about sponsorship for the PBA. Wow, that's great. Tell us where you are right now. I mean, you're you're in your it looks like a basement. What are all these things? Yeah, that you. I'm in my bunker. I'm in my um man cave slash workout room slash mother-in-law suite slash garage slash uh, guitar studio slash Peloton bike riding area. It's like the jack of all trades. It's um, it's my Swiss army room, Swiss army knife room in my house right now. So it's, it is the basement slash garage. Literally right behind me is, is my garage. So and, and what are the things on the walls back there? What, what are your memorabilia you have? What do we have? We got a, an LA Galaxy framed jersey with some pictures that they gave me. Blah, blah. A gift from South Africa World Cup. Up top, my, my guy, where is he? Right there. That's Will Farrell. Cover of Life Magazine. Remember Life Magazine? I do. That is Will Farrell doing the Brandy Chastain Sports Bra Celebration. And that's signed. Uh, to the right of it is... Um, World Cup 98 poster with uh, game tickets that I had saved for games that I covered. Uh, and next to that is uh, the goat of soccer, Pele. Me with Pele in 98, and then me and Pele again holding the picture of us in 98 autograph. But hold on, I got two more. Th I got two more things. Hold on. Okay, yeah. yeah no not, I don't have – it's a bad angle. Yeah, no problem. We'd rather keep the computer where it's at, and we'll figure out. Uh, we'll let them bring it to us here. Matt. This is exciting, man. Talk yeah. about real. Oh shoot! Got him. Yep. There we go. Those are beautiful. Well, who, who's on those? What are those about? Uh, these were gifts to me when I left uh, bowling. When I was at ESPN, and I left to Fox. So uh, Barnes, Pete Weber, Beef Stew. That one got smudged. Kelly Kulik, uh, Andres Gomez. Is that a Tom Doherty? I don't need that thing. <laughs> Let's get rid of that one. Uh, and then this is just signed by um, all of our production people that that I worked with um, behind the scenes. Um, let's see. Did Randy sign? Let's see if Randy signed this. No, you know. We're gonna have to do, we're gonna have to talk to Randy, man, and straighten that guy out. Well, Randy, Randy and I have a different level relationship, so we're all good. We're all we're all good. It's it's I'm sure it's somewhere, somewhere in there. So yes, so that that made I mean those suckers, I've been I was staring at those guys for what like seven years, you know, six seven years they were sitting somewhere in my life, even though I wasn't doing bowling, and I always just kind of held on to them because I knew. But it, it, it meant something to me. You know, it, it reminded me of a, of a fabulous time in my career, in my life. And there was always this, this, this feeling that somehow we were going to be reunited again. And, uh, and when the news started trickling in, you know, what was it about a year and a half ago, two years now that, that Fox and the PBA were going to, were going to have a, have a marriage. Uh, I just kind of kept looking at those pins because they were always in my periphery, uh, peripheral view. And uh, put a smile on my face. So I, was, I was glad I held on to those. But I don't. I don't have the old bowling ball they gave me years ago. I decided not to lug that thing around anymore. Okay. Well, we, uh, you know, we, we appreciate having you on the show here today. And there's a lot of different directions that we could take this thing. And we have a bit of a program put together here. Uh, again, thanks for coming on. And mm -hmm. I want to dive in a little bit 
in, into your career uh, from a learning standpoint for not only the audience, but for me as well, as Matt and I are doing this, this bowling show. And I think you can teach us some things. And, I, and what I wanted to do is I listened to you on the Dan Patrick show. I listened to DP every day. And I heard you about a year and a half or two years ago now uh, come on DP show. Uh, and the first question I have for you is, is he had emailed you and you hadn't emailed him back. Are you emailing DP back now? I don't, I have no idea where his email is. I wish, I wish I knew where his email was. Uh, I might have to dig it. The beauty is I have his phone number so I can, oh. I can just text him uh, immediately. We had a total random run in probably about a year ago this time where I was, I was riding my bike with my daughters, I think uh, right along the beach. And I see this, this guy coming at me and I'm like, like one, 1,000 to 1,000. And we kind of like hit eyes, but you know, like hats on or whatever. And I just, I kind of turned, I was like, Dan, and he slows and he turns around and I just, I don't know what to say, you know, but I just yell, I go, stoner and he's like you know he's, he's like stoner like does somebody think i'm a stoner i was just in venice beach and then i had to move i was like no rob stone he's like stoner and i'm like yes that's stoner um and we talked and we ended up playing like a, a nine hole crappy golf course together and just kind of kind of catching up and i mean that guy's a living legend you know so i was lucky enough <clears throat> to to get broken into this business um, behind the scenes, but working with guys like, like a Dan Patrick, like a Mike Tirico, Chris Myers, Chris Fowler, um, and, and able to learn from their, their excellence and, and what they did and how they approached their workload. And I, I basically felt that I got myself up as a production assistant to a level that was just barely high enough that I could do a reasonable facsimile of what those guys were doing in a much, much smaller part of the world um, and, and on a smaller level. So those guys were my grad school for sports broadcasting. And, and the things I do today, um, in part, were from things that I learned back there in the early 90s, living, living at home, sleeping in my old bed, um, working the 6 p.m. to 3 a.m. shift for Sports Center and, and other ESPN projects. And then finally just saying, I, I can't do this anymore. This is not what I want. And um, I've put in a good two years and I need to take, I need to take this body of work somewhere else so I, I can move up to where I want to be. And if it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to let it hold my life back. So they, they gave me a great launching pad to go forward. Yeah. That was a lot of work, uh, from what you talked about on the, on the DP show, you, you had to just, just put together highlights and, and, and hopefully set those guys up for success. And you were really hidden behind the scenes. What was that like? Um, it was, uh, it's probably not exactly the way it is right now at, at ESPN around the sports center. I don't know how they go about their business, but back then it was, it was a family atmosphere. It was, it was a bunch of elite type talents behind the scenes, just trying to work your way up. So it was hard to, to, to gauge how you were doing. And one way you could was, you would start your day. And again, I was working a 6 p.m. to 3 a.m. shift because all the sports were, were about to start at 6 p.m. East Coast, you know, the 7 p.m. games or the 7.30, whether it's baseball, basketball, hockey, and then going through the night through the Pacific time zones. And you go down to this area um, called, it was basically just the highlight room. And it was just a, a rectangle of, of monitors and a desk right in front and you would log a game. So you would log, you know, Clippers Knicks, right? That was your game. 
And you literally were watching the game and underneath it was a machine that had a time code and you were tracking everything down, handwritten what you were watching from the broadcast from TBS or the local Clippers affiliate, right? And it's like an ex extreme close-up of this player, uh, this running jump shot made it five to like everything was written out uh, and on the time code. And then you would star certain great plays or replays. And in, in essence, you were in charge of producing that highlight. So what you would do is you would come down and you would see this highlight supervisor was your boss. It was a long list of paper, like one of those legal size notepads and it had every game written on it and where it was being recorded and who was in charge of it. And then usually how long your highlight was. So it became kind of like this depth chart where you knew where you stood. If you came in at 6 p.m. and you saw you weren't working until uh, until 10 Eastern doing the Vancouver Canucks Winnipeg Jets game that had been scheduled for 15 second highlight only if something was good. You were you were pretty low on the depth chart. But if you came in and you were doing Pistons Bulls during the Jordan run and your highlight was a minute and a half to three minutes, you knew where you were. So there was this constant gauging of how you were viewed and how your highlight work was was being viewed by not only your peers, but obviously by your bosses. So that was uh, that was kind of like that that first learning moment of. And again, I got it through sports, playing sports. I know where I stood. You're starting or you're not starting, right? And then if you're a starter, you're not getting subbed out. You're playing the whole the whole game. So this was kind of that work equivalent early on in my life for me. And it was fascinating. It was a great motivation for me to, to get off these crummy highlights that you always got um, handed to you in the early stages of your six-month temporary job. And then you worked your way up to the big primetime games. And, uh, it was always that carrot dangling out there. And, and then it was, can I, I can do this. I'm doing a highlight for Dan Patrick. Remember this is when Dan Patrick and Keith Oberman were in the prime or crushing or writing books were, were everywhere. And there was, there was pressure with your 35 second highlight, your 60 second highlight that it was perfect. It got all the plays in the replays in the reaction shots that they wanted, that they wanted to react to. And then you laid out kind of a script for them. Sometimes they would call down and say, hey, I want that in the highlight. You know, I want that that cutaway of Stan Elback doing something or that cutaway of, of Jordan pointing at somebody. Like, just get that in the highlight somewhere because I got a line for it and you would you would cater it to these guys. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, man, it's interesting to, to, to listen to that. And then when you fast forward to to now what did you ever see back then that you would be where you are today as an accomplished lead host at an at a, at a desk on a thursday night football with fox doing the pba also your your soccer love and the work you get to do with the world cup like that journey from where you were to now do you have to pinch yourself now with what you've been able to accomplish you know my my dad was a big believer in setting goals for yourself so i i set work goals for myself, career goals, if you will, back when I was in, in high school and in, in college. And basically the line was to be the next Bob Costas, which is really incredibly lofty. And I can't believe I was that bold and ambitious to, to drop that on myself. But that was the gist. That was the trajectory that I wanted to do these type of things. So um, am I surprised I'm here? Yes and no. You know, this was my goal. This is what I wanted to do. These are these are the things that I worked really hard at and continued to still work at. But when you do hit that pause button 
and you know, it's, it's Saturday during college football season. And I just kind of swivel my chair to the left and I'm like, Brady Quinn, Reggie Bush, Matt Leinart, Urban Meyer. Okay. This is good. Like this, things have worked out pretty well for Rob. Um, Rob's happy right now. Third person Rob is pretty happy with the way things worked out and it's impossible not, not to be pleased. Um, it's difficult in this business. I think probably in, in any business where you, you think you're really going in the right direction and then you just hit that ceiling. And I hit that ceiling at, at ESPN um, and, and Fox basically said like, we can, we can elevate your ceiling. We can give you the opportunities to bust through that. And they did. And, and I, and I ran with it. I, I work with people at Fox now who, who the ceiling is me. Like they can't get past um, me or some of the things that I'm doing right now. And I, and I know how aggravating that is because I've been there. Um, but I have no intention to go wrestling to, to, to give up my belt. You know, I've, I've got the belt of, of good, of good happiness in broadcasting. I want to be the guy who's walking around with that 24 seven title and, and I love it and I hold it and I respect it. And, um, I think we're all really lucky. Those that fall in this category of, of doing what they really love, uh, as a living. And, and I know there's a lot of people out there who are really struggling right now. And, uh, we had this conversation the other day who are basically making more money on unemployment than they are returning back to work. And for me, and again, this is just me. It's so hard to, to fathom because I love what I do so much. I want to get back to work. All right, pay cut. You got it. Fine. We'll, we'll figure this out. We're all going to get through this together. But I love what I do and I want to get back to it. And um, you know, my, my hope for my kids, my hope for everybody, but really my hope for my kids is I hope you guys find a passion in life that you you enjoy so much that you can't wait to return, you know? So yes, this has been fantastic. This, this pandemic break, I get to spend time with my wife and my kids and I'm not on the road and I'm, I'm not as stressed with A, B and C and all these other things, but damn, I miss it. You know, I mean, I, I miss it a lot. And uh, I think we all do. And I think there's going to be this greater appreciation for what we had and what was taken away. And then it, when it returns of, of how good we had it and, um, you know, it's it's similar to what I went through when bowling was taken away from me. You know, it, it was always somewhere in my heart and in my head. Man, I miss that sport. I don't know where that sport came from. I don't know why I have this attachment to it and this passion to it because it it makes no sense. It's not at all who I am, but I miss the hell out of it. And and I miss it now. And I'm bugging bosses. When are we coming back? When are we doing things? You know, so I'm doing a weekly soccer show right now, which is just you know, dipping my feet in the water, but it's a start. Uh, but I'm ready to dive in. I think we're all ready to just dive in and just start swimming and doing some backstrokes and floating and spitting water at friends and, and having fun. Yeah. I want to draw a parallel from something that you said. We had Shannon and Brian O'Keefe on a couple of weeks ago, and we talked to Shannon about all of her accomplishments that she's had in her career. And it's always work, 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 do more, do more, do more. I even hear that with DP as he was on, uh, uh, Sam Jones's show on direct TV about it's always more, 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 more. But when you do stop and hit that pause button, like you talked about, and you have a chance to look around at what's really going on, it, it is, it is nice to take that deep breath and think about it. And I will tell you that from a, from a person who's doing a show here and I've done a podcast in the past, no professional training whatsoever, but just the fact that I enjoy getting in here and studying commentators and broadcasters being from St. Louis, I got to deal with some of the greatest of all time and listen to them to watch your career from ham bone and bowling is when I noticed you because of the bowling tie to what you've done. And I was, I was at that, that Fox sports one game 
on Thursday night when they were debuting things and you were anchoring the desk in, in Utah, Utah versus Michigan, that big game. And I remember looking down there with the set down there. And even though we don't know each other, I, 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 I felt that for you. I felt how cool that, that must've been for you that moment. Yeah. Th those moments are awesome. And, and you get them more than you realize. I think, um, there's a lot of times, no matter what your profession is, that you can get caught being like, oh, another day, another day. Oh, man, we had, can't believe how early we had to get up today and drive in. And how about the traffic? And uh, there's a weather delay. And it's like, stop, man, stop. Hit that pause button and and do the 360 look and, and look at the people that you're working with and your the opportunities you have of hanging out with Heisman winners and national champion winning coaches and PBA hall of famers and, you know, soccer legends and, and basketball greats. And it's, it's like, stop. There's no reason to complain, no reason to bitch, no reason to moan. Um, and it's, it's an awesome profession and it's, it, it's, it, I always knew it and I always do stop myself to remind uh, how good I got it. Uh, but this has been a really positive reset, you know, for family and for profession as well to, to sit back and, all right, let's take stock of what's really important right now. Um, it's more than just cleaning out closets and, and getting the, the garage in line, which we're all doing, but it's like, oh, good. I'm, I'm relearning eighth grade math with my son. Uh, I'm reading To Kill a Mockingbird again, you know, that I'd forgotten about the, the wonderful storylines in there and the lessons that we all need to learn. Um, so it's given me an opportunity to do that. But, but broadcasting is, is a special little world. And, and I, I think it's probably been beneficial for you because you're getting more and more reps right now. And, and people ask me for advice and I'm always like, just do it. Just go do, 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 and then review it. So do and review self scout yourself. Um, whenever you do a show, particularly in your early years, record it. And then as soon as you can, within a half hour to 12 hours, go back and review it, watch it. And, and you're going to hear things and see things where you're going to say to yourself, not good not good. Please don't do that. And you're going to have other moments where you're like, ah, that was a good question. Or, well, that got, that got an interesting reaction out of him or her that I wasn't expecting. How did I phrase that question or how did I go about it? So there's always ways to learn, learn your craft. Mom and dad um, will always tell you like, oh, that's beautiful, honey. It's so fantastic. You're the best. Oh, it's great. And you're like, all right, great. Now it's like, I need to watch it because I'm, I'm my toughest critic. And and I need to count on myself and I need to know what was good and, and wasn't good. Um, you know, and, and going back to bowling, you know, I'll, I'll go back and watch our shows and like, I'm trying to think of the times that I, and, and I will pass notes on to, to the, the people that I work with, whether it's production or, or talent. I, I can't, honestly, I don't know if I can remember any time where I passed a, a, a soft negative to Randy Peterson. Um, he's really damn good at what he does and his personality is so fantastic for it where he blends in this humor um, and he's able to, to tap dance while also being extremely serious and, and knowing the moment and obviously knowing the sport. Um, in my mind, he's one of the most underrated broadcasters that's out there and certainly one that I worked with and, and I, miss, I miss the big lug. I can't wait to see him hopefully within weeks. Yeah, I hope so, too. Uh, we're all looking forward to that. I want to bring Matt back into the program here. 
Um, what did you do to Matt? Why, why did you outcast him? Now he, now Matt's allowed back into the three box before he was just out. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. This is yeah. This is becoming a trend on the show. Mike, uh, Mike kind of goes around and calls me his little secretary. I'm noticing this, Matt. You yeah. Can we, now can we cut off Mike and just? Oh yeah, he's, he's me, Matt. Oh, oh yeah, he's gone. He's gone. All right, let's he's go, See you, Mike. He's gone. So Rob, you know, let's get to the let's let's cut the shit here, Rob. Let's get to the sure. real good stuff. Let's let's talk about your career in sports as an athlete yourself. You mentioned that when you were working at ESPN, you knew you're either starting or you're coming off the bench or you're not playing at all. And yeah. I kind of, I want to, I want to pull up this picture here for you. Um, and I want you to talk about this. What, what is this? Uh, what, what is this Rob Stone in action picture here? Yeah. That got? And uh, talk about your time at Colgate. Um, Cause you played for Colgate. Talk about your time um, at Colgate University playing soccer, the lessons that it taught you, and then how it ultimately ended up helping you uh, later on in life. It's it's funny. This is like one of like two or three soccer pictures that remain in the Colgate University archives of me. And that's the one I always see this. And it's like, it's black and white, which is so cool. But I'm like, hey, we had color back then. It would be awesome <laughs> if you could drop some color. Um, I know that field. I know that player behind me. He was a recruit that um, I hosted Jason Woodworth, who's now Lieutenant Colonel in the Marines. Um, one of the, two of the things I love about this picture is I had, even though my legs are so skinny and strong, <laughs> some definition, there was a, there was a couple little cuts in the thighs and my head is up. So I'm dribbling, I'm attacking, but my head is up scanning uh, and looking out on just a beautiful day at Colgate. I think that was probably my sophomore or junior year. Um, and wow. you know, team team sports is is a sports, and then particularly team sports. It was a big part of my life. I grew up playing soccer and basketball competitively, you know, through high school, and then obviously soccer in college. But I was always playing sport, you know, whether it was a wiffle ball or tennis or you know whatever whatever ten pin bowling. Growing up in Connecticut, whatever the hell was was at me, I, I just like to be active and and go and attack things. And I think team sports are, are just so important. Um, to, to build your true character. And, and I'm going through it. You know, my kids are 14, 12, 12, and 11. And some of them don't want to do team sports. They want to do individual sports. And I'm trying to come to grips with what that is um, because there's nothing like that camaraderie, that, that going into battle with, with other people with you. Um, you know, I don't know if I could have ever been a bowler, you know, a, a solo guy, you know, a solo tennis player and playing singles. I, I am, I'm, I'm so much of a better competitor, athlete, and person when I'm fighting alongside somebody. So I kind of I kind of utilize that when I'm doing my job. And you know, I look at us as a team. You know, my my soccer broadcast team, my football team, my bowling team, my basketball team. We're all in this together. And obviously, I'm usually working with athletes, so it's easy to get that that mentality going. Like, hey, here's Here's us and here's our opponent. Now it's tough to find an opponent in broadcasting, but um, different shows, it's a little bit easier to find who that opponent is. And I'm right. sure you can do the math pretty easily, but, but we, we come together and like, we've been working on this. Let's work on this segment has been a priority for us for a couple of weeks. Let's, let's nail it. Let's make it quick and nimble. And it's, it's really, it, it just brings this great joy of this camaraderie, this work relationship um, into things. And, and it all started, it all started, you know, in, in elementary school, middle school, and, and my my years playing Colgate soccer were uh, were years that'll never leave me. They're still with me. I'm still doing Zoom calls with my teammates, 
Uh, we've got like this Peloton challenge that we're all on. Um, I woke up Saturday morning to 125 texts. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And they were all about this one ride that my East Coast guys did that I did not want to get up that early for. And they're all yelling and screaming at each other and talking about numbers and this and that. And I'm like, I don't have the time for 125, but I'm going to scroll through all of them because all these dudes are dear to me and, and they're always going to be in my heart. That's amazing. And uh, I love the parallel that you draw from sports to business to work to life just in general. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the most important things that you can learn from sports is how to work with other people. Um, and I think all the things that you're saying uh, after hearing everything, it makes perfect sense to, to know why you were the all-time assist leader at Colgate for a long time. Um, you're currently second, I believe, right, on the on the all-time assist right. That sounds right. Yeah, Just records were made to be broken. Records were made to be it, broken, and that's true. And um, can you think of something that you've called? Maybe not necessarily a record, but something that, um, and it could be uh, could be Belmo, one of Belmo's telecasts. But could you think of a moment um, where it brings to mind? Right, records are meant to be broken. Some some significant event um, in any sport that you've called that really stands out to you. I, I mean, there, there's so many. It's hard to narrow it down. Um, and obviously, we're the the main subject today's bowling. So I'll, well, it could be whatever you want, you know, Mike, yeah, I'll, I'll, funnel it, I'll funnel it down to bowling because that, that worked better for your audience. And it means something to me that communicating bowling is different for me and for everybody than, than broadcasting soccer or football or basketball, because those are all teams and we're neutral, right? We're, we're telling right. you what happened and we're seeing it. And it's not that we favor Michigan over Ohio State or Ohio State over Michigan. This is this is what it laid out for us. But something is unique about bowling, and maybe it's just the way that Randy and Kimberly and I do it, where we're fans. You know, look, we're telling you what's going on. We're, we're telling you the stories, whatever. But in the end, we're fans and we're cheering for these guys. You know, when Tom Doherty is struggling to, to get to 100, we're cheering like hell for him. And, and if you right. can't hear it, you know, you're, you're not listening to the broadcast. You know, I, I, I got goosebumps right now thinking about, you know, that what that moment was and how fantastic it was to see this guy just absolutely struggling, but able to find that silver lining and pick it up. And the whole crowd was behind him and we're cheering for him and it's unbridled. We're fans. There's no broadcast manual for what Randy and I were doing at the moment. We were 100 percent just cheering for TD to get over 100. Um, it happened. Um, not too long ago, I had never called a 300 game in Tommy Jones, you know, hall of fame weekend, um, you know, and that great game he had and, and winning the title, um, you know, all, all of these little bowling moments to me are kind of special because it, it takes me out of that, that block that I'm supposed to be in of a neutral broadcaster and this even tone and right. here's this and here's that. But with bowling, you know, like we're, we are this unique family and we are all cheering for one another and we're having fun together. And we know that maybe, you know, bowler a isn't bowling, but he's probably behind us um, at the Bayside bowl, having a beer because his, his, his tournament is done and we're probably going to see him in a couple hours and we're going to talk about it and, and hope all as well. So bowling has been this unique opportunity that, that has granted me um, these opportunities to just be a hundred percent fan while also doing my job as a broadcaster. 
That's amazing. And I, I think that a lot of people would be envious of you and uh, be jealous of all the experiences that you've had, specifically just within bowling, on top of being a part of the World Cup and uh, the NFL and everything else that you've done. I've got one question before we'll let Mac, Mike back in here to have some more fun with Mike. Um, you've called all these amazing moments, right? In my head, I'll never be able to get out you saying he is the greatest when Belmo wins yeah. that major. And I'll, you know, I'll never, you know, you talk about these moments, right? Tom's trying to get to a hundred. And also at the same time, Mika's possibly bowling 300. You've right. got Tommy Jones bowling 300. Do you ever feel any pressure knowing that you're going to be the voice of these moments and you have to make sure that it sounds yeah, right? That's a really good one. Um, the audience is so smart that they know if something is scripted or planned and they'll see right through you. So did I have a line when Belmo was, was going to break the record uh, when Tommy was going to hit 300, all these things. I did not, I had nothing written down. I had nothing scripted, but I, I, I can't lie. There was, there's stuff in my brain going, Hey, th these are major moments. And, and these are things that are going to live on in clip reels or, or moments or flashbacks or whatever. And, and you need to, you need to be good. You need to nail it and you need to be brief, you know, and, and powerful. So th the best stuff are not these poetic soliloquies while the moment is going on. Right. It's, it's give the energy, the excitement, let people know what the hell just happened and why it's so important. And then shut up. <laughs> just, <laughs> just let the moment shut be. Shut up and let the moment, let the moment go. Um, you know, when Belmo won that, I honestly, I still don't know where that line came from, but I knew, you know, look, it had been building and I knew it was coming and it was just, I don't know. I think it was just, it was, it was building through my system, through my gastrointestinal system and it was working its way up and it was in the head and eventually it was going to come out. And I just, I just knew something was going to come out at the moment when it happened. And the weird thing is I get, I get a little emotional and not like energetic, emotional, like, like really like happy, almost kind of sappy, emotional at some of these moments in bowling that I've, I've been around, you know, you know, Tommy Jones, hall of fame weekend inducted. His mom had never seen him bowl on television before. And she's in attendance and what he does. Like I got, I got a little um, emotional. Like I was really happy for him. And, you know, Belmo breaking this record and, and everything that he's done. That was just, that was like, just, pumping your fists like at a boy like we're so like the greatest and we're out and you know randy and i and our whole crew are we're proud and honored to be a part of of those type of moments but nothing was planned nothing was scripted i had done that type of thing in the past mm -hmm. and again because i go back and i and i self-scout i i could hear it maybe that maybe the audience couldn't but i could hear like ah oh, that wasn't that wasn't it. That did. That wasn't off the cuff. That was almost programmed in there. Like, hey, let's edit in this six-second audio clip and try to make it sound, you know, important or or add its relevance and value. And and it doesn't work. So in the end, yes, my brain is thinking, hey, be prepared for it when it hits, um, but don't have your note card and you look up and go, oh, hold on, Belmo just won his. Oh, I'm gonna read this line, you know. So. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's great. And I see we've got uh, Brian Zizek in here in the chat. Uh, I'm not sure if you remember. Uh, you know, did you call Brian Zizek's win? He won. He won the plastic ball champion back in the day in uh, Long Island. Um, but I think I think you might have been a part of that because he said he might be biased here. Um, 
yeah. for when you call this match. Plastic ball championship. You know, the thing about the PBA, there's so many damn events. Like, it's hard to keep. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's I mean, like, what are, wait, what is this one? Now we're over here. And wait, this means, but this doesn't. And we're yeah, that. It's so funny. It's it's hard. The plastic ball. That's funny. Yeah. And, and you know, what? it'll be interesting because what is the PBA going to be right now? You know, what yeah. events can you really do? You know, I mean, our international bowlers, if they're not here, if they didn't quarantine over here, are they going to be able to get here? And and yeah. and what's fair and what's not fair? So my guess is it's going to be a lot of kind of made for TV type events. Like um, was it King of the Was it King of the Hill? Yeah, King so. of the Lanes, that, that type of thing that I loved. I thought it was it was just had just the right amount of hokiness to make it entertaining and and enjoyable and laughable while still being a competition. So I I, I hope things like that, and I would guess things like that might be coming back soon. Great. Let's bring uh let's bring Mike back in here. Mike, welcome back. What did you do while you were gone? Oh man, Rob, this is kind of un- some laundry, some vacuuming. Well, this is kind of unprofessional, actually. Um, you have a stalker and a really like person that just totally idolizes you, and they just wrote me a check, and I was making sure I was getting the the transfer uh, into my. This should be good. This should be good. Um, and Rob Stone Stalker wanted to be part of the program today, so I sent the link over. So let's bring is it. In- hold on, is it a, is it a she or is it a he? We don't know. It's an it. I- oh, it's an it. <laughs> oh, so, an it. so hopefully this doesn't cost you your job at Fox. But let's That's bring. Right. In- I, I have two people in my mind who it is. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but I'll tell you later if I got it right. Let's bring in a stalker, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I was right. It was one of my two. It was one of my two. What's up, Andy? <laughs> How are you, Randy? What's up, buddy? What's God, up, I miss Randall? you. Oh my God. Um, hey guys, Matt, Mike, um, it, thanks for having me on. Um, so Rob, this was supposed to be a bit of a surprise. Um, Mike hit me up um, and uh, we got to talking about, Hey, do you have any good Rob Stone stories? And I said, Oh, I got a couple, you know, and this, that, and the other. And then all of a sudden it was like uh, Mike Tyson uh, uppercut. It was like, Hey, why don't you just kind of, why, <laughs> yeah. why don't you kind of catfish in and uh, have some fun? So man, it's good to see you, buddy. Oh, my boy, my boy. I love it. I, love it. I was like, it's either, it's either Randy or it's Doherty coming in. To yell at me, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. We, around. we figured you guys haven't been together in a while and we wanted to just give you guys a, a few minutes on the show together to catch up publicly. Uh, see, the, the beauty is, is, you know, Randy and I could be separated for a day, a week, month, or even years. And, and it's like, we walked right into it. I, I yeah. um, you know, that, that was what I look, I had no demands when I returned to bowling. They were like, do you want to do it? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do it if I'm not doing it with Randy. And they're like, oh, you're, Randy's absolutely doing it. I'm like, good, because I, I'm not doing it with anybody else. Like, me and Randy are the, the the deal. Like, that's the package deal. We go together. And if you – whatever, you can figure it out. But me and Randy are doing it together. So when that happened, I mean, it was like stupid boy crush coming back together <laughs> and, and uh. hugging and, like, trying to hold back into stupid tears. And, you know, like, you and I had been reunited well, remember Earlier, that remember like, that little clip that was on Twitter? Yeah, from, uh, it was so, uh, who, was played it reunited and mute that yeah, song. Oh it's so God. stupid, but it made yeah. me laugh. And I was like, I missed the big lug. I can't <laughs> wait till we get back together. And uh, it was it, it's so damn easy to broadcast with Randy. It's just like it's seamless. Like li- literally, Randy, you know, the most work you and I 
do, our biggest struggle is always the open. Yeah. Right. The open of the show is always the one thing where you and I are like, what do we do? Do we get to this? How about that? We, we always end up talking our way through how we get on the air and what's important. But as soon as that's done and it's, a, and it's somebody on the lane, you know, with Simonson steps up for his first shot, we're fine. We don't need yeah. anything else. We're fine. Yeah, it's uh, it's really the only thing that uh, guys that we ever really rehearse, if you will. Um, yeah. You know, it's Rob and I get together, you know, a couple hours prior to the show, three hours prior to the show, and it's like, okay, um, so what do we, what do you want to do in the open? And we talk about that uh, for about five minutes. I come back to Rob and I go, "What do you think about this?" And Rob will go, "Yep, love it." Or, "Hey, you know what, Randy? Put your twist on it. Put make it a little more personal." Um, and then I'll add something to it and I'll read it back. And he goes, yeah, love it. Done. And we just go about our, our, our business. But, um, you know, you guys had me on a few weeks ago and, and we talked about Rob and, um, uh, our special relationship that we have. I mean, Rob's like a brother to me. And, um, I told myself I wouldn't cry. Um, but cry, baby, you know, cry. Work, working, working with Rob is just, um, it's, it's, well, you, you can't even quantify it as work. It's just, it's so much fun. And uh, he brings, you know, and like I said a couple of weeks ago, he we're, we're luck, so lucky to have him. And he brings so much, um, he brings so much credibility to our sport. And he genuinely loves the bowling. He loves the sport. He loves the guys. And um, I've worked with a lot of announcers over the years in, in the last 20 years, as you guys know. Um, and that wasn't always the case. Um, but Rob truly loves uh, loves the guys and loves what he does. Uh, for the PBA tour. And it just makes, it makes my job so easy. We've had so much stupid fun together. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's an yes, absolute yeah. enjoyment. Like there's no stress. There's no heavy workload with it. And um, I remember in our early years and I, I'll still do it every once in a while. Like one of my favorite visions and sounds that I can get through a, a broadcast and no one else will know it, but, but Randy, me, and whoever, our stage manager, our statistician, whoever it is, is if I can fire off a line or a question and I just hear a, <clears throat> then boom. So he's like, he's like a muddled, he lost it, and his head goes down. And I'll look over here and I'm like, I got him. I'm like, Randy's going to be down for a little bit because I just said something so stupid or so inside or so something that he found funny enough Um that uh, we had a couple in Reno. We had something in Reno that one night. We had like, some, some challenge of like, I don't think you can say that. I'm like, watch. And we got it in and I lost yep. Randy for a couple frames, I think. And it was uh, so beautiful, so much fun, <laughs> so much fun. And I also, we have a lot of nonverbals too. And again, like we're right next to each other, but we can't always talk during live because everybody would hear it. So a lot of it is like looks or, or visuals in sometimes you'll, you'll go down um, like a, a, a deep bowling rabbit hole of, of terminology and how he's manipulating things. And I can feel you looking at me like, like, Hey, you got my back and or you'll either tap me or you're looking at me. And I, I'm just like, I, and I'll just spin my chair. I'm like, I got no idea what you're talking about. I have no idea where I'm like, I would love to help you. I'm out. And I'll just look at you and nod. And then early on, I wanted to be the best damn bowling broadcaster, Randy, I could. So I wanted to learn everything. And the big thing I wanted to learn was, was the scoring, 
which I understand, but then the scoring to figure out what's left and da 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 da. And I'm literally, I tried it, I think one week, I have no idea where it was. And I'm like crawling the stuff and carrying the five and over here. And I'm like, I'm four frames behind. Randy's already telling me that the guy needs a strike and a nine to win. And, th- and I'm like, I finally just, I was like, screw it. I'm done. That's Randy's turn. So anybody wants to talk to me about scoring or numbers, I just, I look at Randy, you got it, kid. And I literally will write it down. I'll write it down. I'll go X9, scratch, seven, whatever. And I've got it. So I know when, what he needs and, and it's, it's, it's got the, the backup for me there. Well, you know, you know the the uh, last show that uh, that Richie Allen was on. Of course, now he's the the artist formerly known as Richie Allen. It's Dick yep. Allen now. We we had a couple of beauties, and I don't and I don't know if you remember Rob and Mike and, and Matt. I don't know if you remember, but I went down this road. Um, <laughs> so juvenile, about, so about juvenile, Dick. by the way. <laughs> and 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 in my brain, it, with every word that came out, and then Rob does his patented Rob Stone move where he looks at me like turns his head and looks at me. And I remember saying something like, you know, Rob, you've seen a lot of dick over the, <laughs> over the years on the PBA tour. And I just kept digging a deeper and deeper hole. And as, as these words are coming out, Rob turns his head and looks at me. And now I'm even deeper in this hole. And I'm like, all right, how do I bail myself out of this? And, and it was simple. It was just simply saying, don't you think he's the most unassuming champion out here and rob you know played it off and then i think it was a, a couple of frames later where rob says dick heads to the left <laughs> so, so so dick was coming off the right lane going to the left lane and rob says dick heads to the left which then made my head hit the table and so it's it's just you know it's just priceless moments like that oh my that, god that we have and stuff that you know the behind the scenes stuff and and stuff that that the, the audience would never in a million years, guess what's going on. But that's, I mean, that's what makes it so much fun. It's a, it's a trip, you know, cause sometimes we're just doing those one-off events and, and those are, are usually pretty tight, particularly when it's a major, right. You know, we, we, we dial back that, that fun laugh stuff. But when we get to like Bayside bowl and we're doing four shows a night for five nights in a row and it's bizarro hours, like we get punchy and it's it's scary because you really got to edit yourself because th- there's no th- there's no fallback and yeah and I mean there are so many opportunities for you and I to go off the rails on a nightly basis with yeah. Bayside Bowl on a on just a a one show much like back to back to back to back and those are tough man those those yeah. are like a good grind um, where. I, multiple times I can just feel you and I about right. Like, like we're going this way. We're going this way. Please keep it this way. No, I want to go this way. And you know, the cutaways of the, of the, uh, the spectators out there, we had like the priest and, and the, the German beer hall girls are next yeah. to me. And I'm yeah. just like, I'm like, at some point I've got to reference this. I've got to make a line about this, but you know, we'll save it for the fifth hour. Yeah. Uh, what was it? The, uh, the the show where we we had the chair um or the sofa um yes what, what, yeah what, we kept what, changing its name and you you had i mean and you literally came up with six names for the sofa <laughs> in about three minutes it was the sofa like it was the the low man sofa right yeah and, and i was like we got to label this thing guys we got it we got to brand it or make it like some ridiculously looking sofa that nobody wants to be at and it was I, I, God, I can't remember. I, I still have my bowling notes somewhere in my 
my desk area over here of all the old shows that I've done. And those lines were all written down. We, Matt, you were, we were talking about like not scripting things, but right. sometimes for that, you know, it's like, Oh, that's a clever little line. Oh, I might be able to, Oh, that's a good one. If, if that comes up and that, that sofa of sadness yeah. um, and, and, and some of those other stupid lines that came up. Sofa we were of sadness, Emily, she's got it. Yeah. That's great. Guys, I gotta ask, um, Rob, how are you doing on time? We've kept you longer than than anticipated. Uh, do you guys want to keep going for a few minutes, or we normally? I don't know, Randy. Rand, you got a tea time or something? You know, Rob, I'm literally got no life right now, All and right. Uh, I'm good. Yeah. Can we go another ten? You got another? Yeah, yeah, I'm, we can go another I'm, ten. I'm, I'm almost out. Of, I'm almost out of vodka, but you guys go. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> so, so, so we do have something here queued up. And we were, we actually just had Fox, the executives of Fox. I can't give you their names because I technically really don't know. <laughs> but they sent us a message and said that they feel like maybe you guys could be out of practice a little bit here. And we did this with Randy already once, but we've never tried to do it with a broadcast duo. And Matt's prepared a couple of clips here, similar to what Joe Buck is doing on Twitter. And with the technological advances here, we might be able to pull this off. But would you guys be willing to, to give a try of doing some voiceover uh, uh, commentating here sure yep all righty let's do it so we're gonna um, let's bring it up here so typical just like you guys are in the booth uh you know randy is the uh color analyst here and, and rob is play by play and matt i'll let you cue up these clips and give a little bit of an idea of what's going on and we just want the raw the rawness to come out and get you guys some practice here for when bowling resumes all right, guys, and now I'll preface this and say I tied these clips into Rob's love for soccer. I wanted to, you know, with Randy, we put him through the gauntlet a little bit, and uh, we gave him some clips about like an ostrich race and uh, some dogs under some tennis balls and some some pretty random things. But Rob, uh, I want to pull out some some clips of soccer, uh, soccer related sporting events, I guess I should say. So so this first one is a huge sporting event um, from from Japan. You guys may or may not have heard of it before. You may have hold seen on, it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What was – Randy, do you remember that one show where we had like three or four uh, Japanese bowlers on the show and we could never get their names right? And what was the one guy? Doctor – Doctor uh, – Doctor he, he, he was a lefty. He actually – Doctor Koo, Doctor Fu. Doctor – Doctor Koo, Doctor Q. Doctor Koo. I think it was Doctor Koo. Yeah, and I think he ended up winning. Yeah. He made the final or something. Yeah, he had like some wristband on and on that like transformed into like a little bit yeah. darker. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> well, this is perfect. You guys are well seasoned vets here. Uh, so let's pull up this clip. It'll be black for a couple of seconds, black screen for a couple of seconds, and then it'll start getting into some highlights from this from the first half of this match. All right. So here we go. <clears throat> Is this bicycle basketball? Oh, is this Congo Tokyo? They're good. Congo Tokyo, bicycle soccer, Randy. And uh, yeah, I, I do not Tokyo, know this sport. You know, they it needs to be less ten speed and more like mountain bike or beach cruisers. You need a thicker frame to really work your way through this. And then the the designation of who's the goalkeeper. And who, oh, dude, the oh, kick is the goal. He shoots and scores. Randy, take a look at replay. What, what what did you notice in his form? Wow, man, he really popped a nice wheelie there as he shot that ball right through the freaking net. 
Uh, Team Schwinn has really been doing an outstanding job elevating their bike soccer play uh, for years. This was owned by Fuji and uh, the bike you buy at Walmart or Target. But Schwinn has really elevated their their care, their financial investment. And obviously, they're going out and getting the, the top talent. Who, who are the best talents right now in your eyes, Randy, in bike soccer? Well, it's got to be these guys from Kagishima, Japan. But I tell you what, Rob, in this sport, you better make sure your chain is nice and lubed. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's done. Uh, oh, there couldn't have been any better time because that's the end of that clip. All right, oh, great man. All right, guys, the second clip coming up here. It's another twist on soccer, um, another world championship sporting event. So, again, black screen here for a couple seconds, and then uh, and then the video will come on up. Oh, I've seen this. Have you seen this stuff, Randy? No. I've seen the singles version of this. This is bonkers. People are trying to push this as a sport. It's like, obviously, it's a ping pong table, and you're using soccer skills. I've seen it where they're only using their head, and it looks like every time the guys are just going to you know, do a headbanger into the, uh, the court. But this is, this is team play, deft touch. Is that a woman on the end? Is well, I think cool? it's, mixed, it's mixed doubles. It's, it's mixed, mixed doubles. doubles. Yeah, it's yeah, mixed doubles here at the uh, 2019. Is that tech ball? Yeah, that's yeah. what it's called. That's exactly right. what it's called. It's, called now, now, Rob, it's you know, the future the way, of sports. Rob, the way this game is played is that you have to be uh, doing your your play-by-play -play announcing oh, while, the, while this video is going. I'm baffled. And then I jump in. Okay, all right. We'll, we'll get back to Oh, cheeky back heel to set it up. Team Red set up. Thigh head. A little lemon drop right there. Team Yellow doesn't fall for it. I tell you, it, you got to be skillful and quick to work the back line and the old collarbone setup. Trying for the finish, not fighting. A team neon yellow, Randy, really impressive until that blatant error. I'll tell you what, these guys are pretty acrobatic, but I guarantee you one thing, these women don't have a problem getting dates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, got, we got one more for them. Yeah, one, one more, one more, and one more. And this and this one ties into bowling a little bit more. Okay, so <laughs> keep an eye out. You might you might see a couple of things that uh, relate to bowling here. So we're gonna roll this. It's gonna start out with a frozen clip here. This <laughs> who who invents these sports? All right, so we, uh, yeah, long ball. Down the right side, a little 2v1 breakaway far post, tucks it in, goal for the black. <laughs> you know what? It's all about the equipment, Robin. If you take a good look at their their foot gear, that's nothing but the best when it comes to shoes for these players. Excuse me, can I get some extra spray in a size 11, please? <laughs> oh, he goes down, maybe has to change that I've set never of rentals. Seen this before. Great. Bat shit. This is crazy. What? Oh, this is awesome. There's a full crowd there. Where, what country am I in? Is that Paris? This is Germany. That's Germany. Oh. Fly Emirates. The Germans yeah. come up with some weird stuff, man. It, like you respect them, and then there's moments where you're saying to yourself, What are you eating? What are you playing? What are you reading? Oh my god. Look Lord. at the big sun at the middle of the ice. All oh, right, I so he's, a bit of a, he's winding up, lofts it. Again, there is no marking on the back post, an easy goal for Kaka. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, you better watch your uh schnitzel when you're playing this game, Rob, because 
it, you know, you could get taken out in a heartbeat, but that was a nice kick save and a beauty. Must protect. Wait, what is that called? Oh, that's called a one timer. Yeah, it's called a one timer. Yeah, yeah, one timer. Good job, guys. Thanks for being sports on that. We think that's that's pretty (laughs) hilarious. Thank you. You guys actually put some production work into this show. Very impressed. A special guest, some clips. Yeah, Yeah, nice job for you, buddy. Nothing but the yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. We didn't even get to Alexi Lawless and and your dream of wanting to call soccer and getting your dream role there and all that. (laughs) So much to talk about today. Uh, we really just wanted to check in with you and see how you were doing and let people see you again. We'll be getting back to bowling soon. We wanted to bring Randy in, make sure you guys were communicating <clears> and then, and then practice your chops a little bit. And I think that we've accomplished everything today. You did good. I tell you what, <clears throat> I think we're going to know more if not today, uh, maybe in the next three days about when bowling is going to return to Fox. And I, I think it's going to be coming. Uh, I think it's coming in June. The way the way things are trending right now, I don't know where, I don't know how, I don't know what the format is, I don't know how it's going to be done, but uh, it looks like, uh, from what I'm hearing, that there there is a hardcore push to get bowling back immediately on the air. Sounds that that uh, that's some that of the best work? news that I've Some of the best news I've heard in a yeah, bit. Right. This, gov- this government cheese is starting to get old, brother. <laughs> I, I guess there's a chance that you guys, if that truly does happen, that you guys would be broadcasting from remote locations potentially. Yeah, I, I think everything's in 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 play right now. I, again, a lot is gonna from a from a Fox broadcast point, a lot is gonna hinge on how Bundesliga goes this this weekend and how the NASCAR race goes. The the production quality, how we take people there, how do we how do we lend our voices to it? You know, you got to think about what states, cities, and venues even want want you or are welcome to things like that. You know, uh, Randy, you sent me something a while ago about uh, was it the governor of Maine or the the Portland yeah. mayor? And you know, so different states are are attacking this and opening things up at different levels and different tolerance levels. And you know, I, I think getting back to Bayside near future is going to be tough. Um, I think down the road, you know, hopefully we can get back to that venue. So I think you're going to have to think about some other other places. My guess would be, you know, the South. You know, the South right now seems to be opening up uh, a lot earlier. And it's also a lot uh, closer for for those that are, are professional bowlers to to get to. So that that would be my guess. But I don't know. You and I aren't making the decisions. Wow. Well, thank you guys. And thanks again, Rob, Randy, for coming on. We had Love to again, Randy. Mike, Matt, thanks for making um, the, the, the reunion happen live on YouTube. Yeah, of course, right. man. Of course. Yeah. Well, we've had a blast here today, guys. I want to thank you again, Rob, for coming on. I know you're a busy guy. You got a lot of stuff going on. I know we're in quarantine, but I know that you're constantly responding to emails, talking to people on how we're going to do things. Thanks for giving us some insight about the PBA, your career, what's been going on. And, and Randy, Thanks for joining us again. You're the you're the trivia question answer to the the, the t- first two time guest on the show. That's you. <laughs> well, thanks, guys, and uh, yeah, yeah, you know, like always, uh, it's always a pleasure to to be on your show. And uh, hey, don't don't wait so long to have Rob and I both back at the same time to to do another one of these. And uh, uh, Rob, my brother, I can't wait to see you. You stay love safe, you, big boy. Love you, big boy. Love you, love you too, buddy. Thanks, thanks so much, guys. See you guys. All right. Well, so there you go. That's Rob Stone and Randy Peterson today, Matt. Um, 
didn't quite go exactly the way that we thought it was going to go, but we knew as soon as those guys got on, we did the best thing we possibly could, which is just get the hell out of the way. Oh yeah, man. Uh, and uh, when you see two buddies, you could tell that they miss each other. You could tell that they, uh, they always have a good time chat with one another and they're so close because they, they, they could run their own show by the, by themselves and uh, just, and they wouldn't have to plan anything. They wouldn't have to do anything. They could just talk and uh, shoot the shit for however long they wanted to. And um, it would be a great show. That's exactly where my brain was at as we come out of there. You know, I, I feel like contacting those two guys and if they wanted to do some sort of show, you you and I could just produce it for them and let them yeah. do the show if they wanted to. Yeah, um, the Robin, the Robin Randy show. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I doubt that they really would want to do that at this point. But if they did, I think we would be more than willing to produce that show for them and, and provide all this for them. And you could be that production assistant. And, and instead of uh, Rob doing it for DP, you'd be doing it for Rob, which would be quite a. That would be talk about like a, a, a comment commentators, mass media live streaming tree right there. Yeah. Right. With DP. Full circle. Full oh, circle. my gosh. That would be cool. That would be cool. And he's got DP's phone number, so we we, we got we might pull that. He said that, and I saw your ears stand up a little bit. I saw I saw your hair grow a little bit longer there. And um, man, what a great show! Just what a great show, Mike. Speaking of long, we uh we went long today, uh, longest show yet. Uh, we try to stick to an hour. We want to thank our guests, Rob Stone, Randy Peterson, for making a surprise visit today as well. Appreciate everybody watching today on YouTube, Facebook Live, or archived on our podcast network tomorrow it's bowl dmc bowl dmc tomorrow michael tang darren tang chris vi brad and kyle wednesday it's going to be a great week matt great week great start mike thanks for having me once again as your co-host and thanks everybody for tuning in we'll catch you all tomorrow